Okay, I've got Karen Alawaya here. She's uh, in New York, and she has a new single out, Dill, which we just heard. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. This is well, my first radio interview for the single. Great. So um, you kind of were born in India, as I understand it, and grew up in Canada and live in New York now. Is that kind of the short, at least geographic bio? That's the short bio, yes. Okay. It okay. cuts out a few countries, but those are the main ones. Okay, all right. But as far as I know, and I've been listening to your music for a while, you're singing, is it in Punjabi? I sing in Punjabi, Urdu, Hindi, Hindustani. So I sing in all those three languages. And that's not rare for someone in India because India has, oh God, more than 22 official languages. And... Most people in India speak more than one. And uh, like the the Indian currency, if you have a 20 rupee bill, it will say in 22 different languages that this is legal tender. Wow. So, I mean, when I say official 22 languages, it's pretty official. I see. Yeah. But, uh, in general, even though you kind of grew up and made your career initially in Canada, now in New York, you usually don't sing in English, right? I don't. I should say Dil, the single that I'm releasing right now, is a Punjabi song. Um, in English now, I don't uh, sing in English. Other people sometimes have hired me to sing in English. I did uh, a few plays where I uh, sang in English, but but I I have never done it on my own name. So I'm curious. I mean, it's an interesting choice. I mean, obviously you're fluent in English. You, you know, grew up in Canada and live in New York. And it's a choice that you made, obviously, to sing in Indian languages versus English. Can you tell our listeners about that choice? Yeah, the choice is very much married to the type of music I learned. So I learned Indian music since the age of five in India and then I continued learning when I when we immigrated to Canada and then as an adult in Canada after I finished my bachelor's degree and went back to India for about 10 years to learn full-time Indian music and so Indian music is done in Indian languages and it's a very very specific style of music just like jazz is a specific style of music Indian music is also very specific and there's many different genres genres and I learned Indian classical music and a type of genre called a ghazal and Punjabi folk um, now what I sing is a mismatch a mishmash of all those things I sing a modern contemporary style of Indian music but because that is what I learned that is what my background is that's why I sing in those Indian languages and I feel like um like, you know, if I, if I would want to write in English, I would need to research the English canon. If I wanted to write a song in the jazz genre or in the style of a singer-songwriter, I feel like I would need to just research what's been done in the singer-songwriter world. Not just me listening on the radio or at a folk festival, but more research to see what's been done um, so as not to just repeat it. Got it. Got it. So um, you have this new single out, Dill. Um, it's in Punjabi. I will confess, I don't speak or understand Punjabi. I'm can you... really shocked about that. Come on, Jack. I mean... <laughs> can, can you tell our listeners, is there a meaning behind it? Or what's the uh, kind of the 
the essence behind the music? Yeah. So dill is very, the, the word dill is very hard to translate into English because it that word doesn't really exist in English. Dill is a word that means some sort of organ out there, which is ethereal, doesn't really exist, but it's a it's a thing that is a mixture of your heart, your brain, your soul, your spirit, your desire. So when you say, my dill feels like I want to have an apple, or my dill feels like I love you, it's not just the heart of the brain, but it's a mixture of a lot of things in your body that are that are coming together to want that desire. So okay. that's the, the meaning of dill. And the song... It started out as a song that I wrote about throwing away all my shame because shame has often gotten in the way of my desires and a lot of female desires, but my, my manager says male desires as well. So I'm just going to say universal desires. Okay. Yeah. Shame gets in the way. And so it's about throwing away that shame, discarding it, not, not worrying about what the neighbors are saying and taking the hand of the one that you want out in the open and parading your love in the open. Nice, nice. Now, this song, it's been about five years since your last album, I think it was Seven Billion, came out. Um, is it a precursor? Are we going to see an album coming? Yes, we are going to see an album. So this is the first single, and then I'll release another single in the new year, January, okay. February. And then the album is coming out in April. Great, next great. Year, yeah. Well, we'll look forward to uh, seeing that, listening to it. I, I really enjoyed Seven Billion and uh, some of your previous um, albums. Um, I'm curious, you. you know, sometimes you've collaborated, like, you know, you did the classic Must Must with uh, Tanara Wen. Um, curious, how, how did you even hook up with them? I mean, they're not from India, they're not from the U.S. or Canada. Uh, how did that come to be? Well, uh my music is at its very basis Indian music, but it also has a very heavy mixture of Malian desert blues and jazz. Um, because you know, I'm a global citizen and I'm free to use influences from wherever I want. Uh, of course, I do modern modern music, and so I was already influenced by them before I met them, and I'd already composed based on their influence. And I had already on my own started researching Malian music and especially Tuareg music, music of the nomads of the Sahara Desert. And then in um, Copenhagen, I was getting the Songlines Award and I met their Tanariwan's producer. And I told him, Justin Adams, who also plays with Robert Plant, uh, and I told him that I was very much influenced by what, you know, how he had produced Tanariwan and their work. And he said, and I, you know, I said, I composed something and he said, send it to me. So I came back home to New York. I sent it to him and he liked it, loved it and said, why don't you do something with them? And I hadn't, I hadn't thought that that would be possible because, you know, Ibrahim, the lead singer doesn't even own a cell phone or, you know, his manager has to talk to him on shortwave radio or something, wow. something, something crazy like that. I don't even know if I'm saying the right words, but it's something really like crazy. And, and, you know, we've hooked it up and we did it and, and, and it was wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. It's a great song. Of course, it's such a classic, the, um, song that, you know, many have done, but your version is truly 
truly inspiring. Thank you. Um, and, and, and I'm going to give you a, a, a small teaser. The new album, uh, Continuing with My Influence from Africa, uh, will include a collaboration I did with Algerian singer-songwriter Suad Masi. Oh, excellent. I love her. And we've absolutely played her uh, quite a bit on on our show. So I'll look forward to hearing that. How did that come to be? Um, in 2018, I did a traveling festival called Love Fest. And it was a musical response to hate crime. Mm. And um, at that time, hate crimes against Sikhs. I'm from the Sikh religion. And say hate crimes against Muslims had had grown disproportionately after 9-11. Right now, unfortunately, anti-Semitism and Islamophobia are both on the rise, which is absolutely horrible. Yes. Um, so at that time, I had done this uh, for a festival with four bands on the road, and it was a musical response to hate crime, to, 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 to try to bring these um, cultures into people's lives through, through art. And I had invited Suad was one of the groups that I had invited to be on that on that um, on that um, uh, 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 tour, and um, that's where we started recording it. That's great. That's a, a very laudable. I don't know if you're aware, but the, you know there was a horrible Sikh uh, tragedy mass shooting uh, at a temple outside of Milwaukee um, about a decade ago in Oak Creek. Yes, um, definitely and, aware of that. Yeah, really horrible. Um, and you're right about the increase and rise in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. And yes. We can only work hard to try to tamp that down, and it, it's very difficult. Um, so um, are you recording the new music in New York? Uh, the new music is recorded. I recorded it mostly in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. And the musicians, are anything you want to tell us about them or your band sure the guitarist uh is is a acclaimed guitarist Rezabasi, who's also my partner he's also the arranger and producer um and he's a you know quite a sought after guitarist and i'm very lucky that i have him in my group and then um i have a wonderful drummer davide dorenzo from toronto luis simao plays accordion and organ and uh, Rich uh, Rich Brown, who's a internationally recognized wonderful bass player, um, and the tabla player is uh, Ravi Nayampali, who's also really lovely and who I've been working for for pretty much since the beginning of my career, twenty three years ago. Well, that's great. Are you going to be touring on the album? Yes. Yeah, so um, this month I'm touring in Canada, and uh, then in April I hope. Uh, I have a tour in, in actually Canada as well. And then in May is when I'm touring in the United States. Great. Any chance you'll swing through Madison or the upper Midwest? I, I hope so. I hope uh, I get invitations to come yeah, back there. I love that would be great. Madison. Well, maybe this interview will inspire some, uh, some promoters to get you here. I know you've been here before. I'm sorry to say that I've missed you, but uh, I will be sure, come hell or high water, to uh, see you the next time you come through. Um, one other question I was thinking of, because I've noticed also that you've done some great YouTube videos in the past. Any, are you going to be working on any of those with the new album? Or? Yes, I've had a lunatic schedule for the past few months because of these videos. 
Um, I have four videos that will be released. Um, for the bill, this song that I'm releasing right now, the video we've chosen is the one of our actual live performance on NPR's Tiny Desk. Okay. Um, so that's that video. And then I have four more coming. And the last video we recorded, we recorded here and we shot here in New York City and in the Mojave Desert in, nice. um, in, in three hours from L.A. And uh, it, it was absolute lunacy. We had a drone shot in the desert and the drone um, just ran into me. Oh, no. <laughs> and I That's went terrible. right down and you know the propeller hit many parts of my neck and my back oh, and i was all oh bloodied and it was oh. just sheer lunacy oh, but we got terrible. great shots we got great <laughs> shots you know oh my goodness oh great my footage goodness. well i'm glad you uh, survived the drone attack <laughs> i did yes any last words or can i whether it's inspiration or messages you'd like to send to our listeners um I'm sure that your listeners already know this, but uh, just a reminder to everybody that uh, we're all the same. We have the same shade of blood. We have the same salty tears. We're all from the same species. Well, that's a beautiful way to close out. We'll uh, listen to a couple more of your songs, and I wish you well in getting the rest of your album done and on your tour. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right, it's been a pleasure.